This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Dr. Robert Christopher Copas, author of the books Near-Death Experiences and World Religions, in which he compared NDEs with the five major religions, and Messages from the Light, which focuses on how much we are interconnected and the consequences of that connection. Today we'll be discussing those books as well as his upcoming book, Impressions of Near-Death Experiences. Dr. Copas, thank you so much for being my guest today and welcome. Thank you for being with you. It's very nice. How did you get involved with NDEs in the first place? Okay, so that, that was when I was uh, studying economics. Uh, um, and even with economics, you can be interested in uh, spirituality things. I was uh, reading this book by Raymond Moody. He's the first one who, uh, who coined the, the phrase uh, near-death experiences. And particularly one part of the book that uh, struck me was uh, where um, he had a woman talk about her uh, life review. And in her life review, she said that she was not um, judged by anyone. And you have to know that I was raised as a Roman Catholic uh, with purgatory and hell. And when I read that, I thought, that's true. That's, that's the way it is. There is no one judging you. There is no purgatory or hell or so, something like that. And that made me look at near-death experiences more uh, thoroughly. And that's where it started. Of course, I, I had my uh, my study first and then a career, but later on, I wanted to see what the uh, research was in the world of uh, near-death experiences, and I found a lot of things, especially from the Netherlands. There was a very good uh, research done. So that's, that's how it started. Well, it's interesting that you were Roman Catholic. Are you still Roman Catholic today? <laughs> no, I, you know, I say I'm Roman Catholic, but I'm also Buddhist, Hindu, uh, Jewish, uh, Islam, uh, um, uh, and Christian. So I, I adhere to all the religions because in every religion there is something beautiful, uh, but not one religion covers it all. And uh, the reality uh, is bigger, much bigger than than what any of the of the religions uh, can bring to you. So that's that's the situation with me at the moment. Those religions that you mentioned, are those the religions that you compared near-death experiences to? Yeah, so th those were the five major religions. And of course, every religion has um, strands and, and uh, branches. So it's very difficult to cover everything, but I, I stuck to the, the mainstream of those religions. And I started with the, the oldest one, and that was Hinduism. And then the, the religion that was sort of derived from it, that's uh, Buddhism. And then we have, of course, Judaism, with the two religions that branched, well, sort of branched from it, uh, the Christianity and uh, Islam. So th those were the five that I used for the comparison. 
You said that you are all those religions. Did you consider yourself a part of all those religions after you did the research for that book or beforehand? Uh, well, before already I was like, I knew that Christianity is, it's a beautiful religion. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's just a religion uh, and there's a lot of other religions. And when I, when I researched, when I did the real research with uh, the comparison with NDEs, you know, with NDEs, it is that uh, I, I think they are the, the best way to get knowledge about our afterlife and not so much the Bible or the Quran or any other Hindu uh, uh, book I, th I think the people that have a near-death experience here and now in your vicinity, uh, there are so many of these, they have come very close. And if we don't listen to them, that's a shame because they have wonderful stories to tell and there is a lot of wisdom that they can share with everyone. You don't need to have an NDE yourself in order to uh, appreciate all that is uh, told to all the people that have had an MDE. It's interesting the way that you put that, and maybe we just have to be careful that NDEs don't become a religion. That's true. That's that's one of my talks that I gave. That's interesting that you <laughs> that you start over that. That's true because you know um, I, the thing that I tried to convey during that presentation was that if people start talking about um, layers in heaven or things that they have seen that, that, uh, that you are in groups of souls and things like that, I think that that um, brings you away or takes you away from the, the main message in NDEs. And I think that the main message in, from NDEs, there is actually one and if you want uh, to extend it there's two the one is that it is only love love is the most important thing in the world in this world and in the other world uh, and it's not just love it's unconditional love and unconditional love is you have to think about that that's love that has no conditions there's no condition for you to have this love so you don't need to dress in a way you don't eat, uh, have to refrain from eating some stuff or you have to to pray five times in a direction or you have to go to church every sunday it's not necessary you, you can even be atheist if you want to and so this love this is unconditional and it's for everyone so that's the, the, the most foremost thing from NDEs because you, if, if you read NDEs, if you hear NDEs talk, that is what comes out for, foremost. <laughs> the second thing, um, I would say that's, uh, that we are actually very, very closely interconnected with each other. Um, and some even go further than that. They say that, that I am you and you are me. So there's no distinction between us. Uh, and some go even further than that. And they, they say that we together, all of us together, everything, but also the stars in the universe, the, all the universes together, that's God. We are part of God. And uh, so if you... That that is those are the two messages that I think are so important. Um, and if you go further into all the 
and the ease because there are so many. There will be uh, people saying this and that, and because not one NDE is the same as another, there are all they are all different. Uh, there's no one standard NDE that you go through, like with tick boxes that you can tick them. Uh, I've seen a tunnel, I've seen the light, I've seen relatives that were dead or so. That's not how it works. So, uh, but if you boil it down to the to the core. I think those two things would, would really be the core, like love, unconditional love, and we are all one. To get back to your book, Near-Death Experiences and World Religions, can you tell us what aspects of the five major religions are found within NDEs? Um, what, what I found was that um, if, if you go through each of the five main religions, uh, you would look at the essences uh, of those religions and you would find them back in uh, NDEs. Like the, the one that's very important is, of course, love. Uh, that's uh, that you would find that in any of the religions. Uh, um, and you would find that, of course, in NDEs. So if you look at uh, individual religions, uh, Christianity or Islam, uh, if you look at the, the main things in those religions, then, then that would be uh, what you will find in NDEs, but not the other way around. Uh, I think NDEs give you more essential aspects, uh, which you will not find in all the religions. And to give you an example, um, if, you, if you look at uh, uh, Hinduism, uh, you will find that in Hinduism, um, it says that every one of us, every single person, carries part of, of God uh, within. So, and that's called the Atman. So Atman is part of every person. That's the God within you. Uh, that's why you, you also uh, you, you say that to the God within you. Um, and in... NDEs, from NDEs, you get the notion that every one of us is, has the light uh, within us. So sort of the God is within you. Uh, that's what NDEs would say. Now, that's one thing that you will find uh, as a, a comparison uh, between Hinduism and NDEs. But the God within you, you will not find in Christianity, for instance, or in Islam or Judaism, and also not in, in uh, Buddhism. So um, because in, in uh, Christianity, uh, God is a, a third person outside you. Uh, he is the one, and it's always a he. <laughs> we always refer to God as he. And I don't like that because it is an it or a she. But he judges you, so you are someone else. Uh, and in, in NDEs, that's not the case. Uh, and in, in, um, in, Buddha, uh, in Hinduism, it's not the case either. So here you have an example where uh, NDEs uh, uh, say things that you will not find in, any of, uh, in all the religions, only in one religion. That's, I hope you get the idea that so it's, it's one way. The essences of each of the religions, uh, the real essences, you would find in NDEs, but not the other way around. And this is an example. 
Do you find that the aspects of NDEs are in one religion or in more in one religion than any of the others? Uh, you, you can't really say that one religion is, is, has more than uh, the other religion of uh, of the NDE. So there's more of the NDEs in one of those religions. I don't think you can say that. It's, um, no, that's, uh, I, I looked at a lot of aspects and uh, uh, in my book, I, uh, I noted them down. Like for instance, with Christianity, the very interesting thing of Christianity was that um, what Jesus says at one moment when he's asked, um, what is the most important uh, thing uh, in the law and meant was the Jewish uh, law and that and he's and Jesus replied like um, you have to love the God with all your heart and all your mind and the second equal to that is love your neighbors like you love yourself now what is important there is that he says God your neighbor and yourself actually are on the same footing because you have to love them all in the same way. That's what he says. And that's, that's really innovative. And that's, that's something that you really would find in NDEs. You would not find that so much in that way in, in Islam or in, well, sort of in Judaism, yes, but not so much in Hinduism or Buddhism. I had a guest on once before that according to him, there are two NDEs within the Bible. One is, I believe, when Paul was on his way to Damascus. Yes, that's what you mentioned is one. And that and the other one is he believes that the resurrection of Jesus is an NDE. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the one on Paul is does seem to be... Um, well, it, it, it appears to be some kind of NDE because he's struck by lightning and he falls off his horse. And then afterwards, he's totally changed. Uh, he has seen things. And uh, so, so that would, that's what typically happens with an NDE. If someone has an NDE, they change uh, immediately. They, they, it's a life changer. It's really... Um, yeah, they can't be the same person as before because they have seen too much. They have seen and appreciated so much of, the, of, of reality, of the real reality, not the reality that we see here on earth. The other one about Jesus uh, having had an NDE could be, but I mean, uh, in, in the Bible, it says that he really died on the cross and he was buried so that looks like a real death and then what happened afterwards that he uh, he arose again from the grave yeah that's uh, i don't know what to make of it but but well maybe it could be there, there are cases that people have been uh, sort of death dead for quite some while but this in this case it will be like three days it's a little bit long to be uh without oxygen or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's too long ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of my guests have, were dead for quite a long time and yes. or were healed in such a fashion that it seems like the only way they could have been healed was through some divine process. Yes. But I agree with you, three days is a little long. Yeah, that's true. 
there are very interesting uh, uh, um, healings, self-healings, uh, after an NDE. It's uh, very interesting. Yeah, it happens regularly. I, I mean, Anita Marjani is, is an example. And, but if you go through uh, all the stories, you will find a lot of them. And I love them. It's, it's really nice to hear from them. All right. On your second book, which you focused on the interconnectedness of us all, what are some of the consequences of us all being interconnected? I wrote that book uh, around uh, the financial crisis. Uh, and um, it was interesting that uh, I spoke with a woman in the Netherlands. Uh, I interviewed her. Uh, she had an NDE. I spoke to her uh, before the financial crisis took place. Uh, it had started with, um, uh, I think it was Bear Stearns that was rescued by the Federal Reserve. Uh, and then afterwards, the party went on again. Uh, and, and, and in that time, I had her uh, interviewing her. And she said uh, the, that she had an NDE in, I think, 89 or so, so long ago. And she said that in her NDE, she saw a period where uh, the financial system would really crash and would uh, give a, a big problem worldwide. A lot of people would feel it. And then um, and she said, this is the, I didn't know when it would be because there are no labels like this is going to be then and then or so. There's no time frame on it. If you are in your NDE, there's no time. I mean, it's difficult to find it out, to find out what it is. But she says the, the anxiety in the world that I feel now uh, with this rescue of Sterns, uh, that's the time that that's, it's going to happen. And I said to her, you know, I'm an economist, and I thought I knew. And I told her, it's it's okay. They they rescued this firm, and it's uh, the things are going to go on. And then, as you know, then finally uh, Lehman Brothers broke, and then uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, uh, your car companies. I mean, the biggies went down, and that really triggered everything. And then I I phoned her. I said. You were right after all. And I was uh, astonished. And um, so I used that a little bit also, her story that she had seen it already beforehand, on beforehand in 1989. Uh, that, um, yeah, the, the thing is that if we all are very um, uh, not honest to each other, like, you know, with all those mortgages that people would give, get mortgages in a, in a non-honest way, uh, and that was on a very grand scale, that it eventually will turn uh, back on you. Uh, so, and it was based on greed, on, on our own self-interest. Uh, many people participated in it. And I'm not pointing fingers, but it's it's like you just have to see that that whatever you do, it it will it's um, it's not going to disappear. It's going to stay. It has an effect. Every single thing we do, also our thoughts, have an effect. Uh, and also, if there is a lot of dishonesty 
in the world and a lot of cheating, uh, you might um, gain yourself, but it will uh, wind up somewhere else. So, and that's what happened. And that's why I try to explain that it's better to look at our mutual uh, interest on a longer term instead of our own self-interest on the short term, because the whole financial crisis was a little, little bit like that, the self-interest on a short term. Do you believe that we are all one, including with God, and perhaps that we are even God? Yes. If you ask it like that, yes, I do. That's what I think. And that's based on, on all the stories, uh, all, all the the interviews that I had, uh, all so many NDEs that I, I read, um, you know, it it they it's difficult for them to exactly pinpoint uh, what they experienced because their experience is ineffable. But they feel a lot of people feel that they are very closely interconnected, at least. Uh, closely interconnected, but it goes further than that. If you really look at all the NDEs or many NDEs, and that's what I try to do for my upcoming book. I had um, quotes from more than 100 NDEers, uh, and I wanted to have only the NDEers that were documented somewhere because I wanted to be able to refer to them. Uh, if you If you look at that, I was astonished how many quotes I could find of people saying, uh, also saying, we are God. We all of us are God. I have God within me. Uh, and that, that is uh, what some of them say, or many of them say. Have you heard any of them say that when they go back on the other side, it's like we are all collectively God. So when we go back, we join back up collectively as one. Yes. Yeah, so it's not like like I am God, but I'm part of it. I, I, same with you and all the listeners. Um, and there's no exception. Uh, so even the people that you dislike, or maybe the people from the news that you think, well, not those or not them, everyone it's it includes everyone every single person uh, belongs to the whole thing we are we are all one that that's what i start believing and it makes sense because um it it also comes out of uh life reviews if you look at a lot of life reviews uh life review is where the NDEer gets to see his or her life. And that's an opportunity some, some people do. Not everyone gets to see a life review. As I said, not one NDE is the same as another. But if one has a, a life review, they can see all the details in the life review. And they, they see it not only as from their own perspective, but they see it also from the perspective of the other. So, and for a brief moment, they are those other people. That's, that's, what, they, that's what they say. And uh, can I give an example here from um, one of the uh, interviews that I had with an, uh, a Dutch lady? That's a very interesting example. She, 
uh, is an old, uh, an elderly lady who was here uh, after the war uh, as a child, and she went to school. And, and you have to know that the Netherlands were a war-torn country then, and we we didn't have a lot of things, so we were very poor. There were no sweets, and at one moment in time, she got some sweets from her uh, mother uh, to share with a friend. Now, and she. Uh, and in her life review, which she had later, much later when she was an adult, she saw that particular moment that she shared the, the sweets with this uh, uh, school friend. And she noticed uh, how that uh, was for that school friend. She saw that, it, the, that the school friend thought herself so worthy of receiving those sweets but she didn't feel it from the, her own perspective, but she, she saw it from the perspective of that friend. So she was that friend for a brief moment. And she also noticed that it didn't stop there. It, it goes on further. It, it rippled also to uh, the mother of the, the friend. As, and that's what you hear a lot of times. It, 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 whatever you do, it has an effect everywhere in the world. And in, another example of the same woman, she, uh, there was another a girlfriend that had um, lice, uh, you know, those crawly animals in your hair. And at that time we didn't have shampoos to, to, to tackle them. So she asked her, uh, this friend asked her to, um, to help her. Uh, and then instead of uh, saying it in a, in a soft voice, let's go there and there, to, to do that, uh, this NDEer said it in a loud voice, so other friends of her could hear that. And then she was in her NDE, in her life review, and she felt what this friend with the lice felt, what she went through. And it was like she was stabbed in the heart by all those loud uh, noises that she had lice and such a thing. It was terrible for this girl to go through that. And, and um, she felt it from the point of view of that friend. She was that friend and she felt how it felt. And I think that's, that's the most direct way to come close to someone else. Because in fact, you are that other person for, for a moment. But she said it was not, um, that in itself was terrible. She felt uh, that she had done something wrong and uh, she was uh, sorry for that. Um, she regretted that very much. But the thing that she regretted most was that she saw that she had an other opportunity, that there were other possibilities to have done this. Uh, and one of them would have brought so much more love into the world. Uh, and that's what she regretted most. Not the, the pain that she caused to this girl with the lies, but that she chose for this suboptimal uh, solution, and whereas she could have done something else. And that's something we have to think about when we do things. There are options. We always have options. The best way to go about is to, to find the option that is that adds, uh, well, the most love to the world. And, and one of the things that I learned from Andy Ears is not to speak about good and bad because those are words of the earth. Uh, so you, you can't really say that some people are good or bad or so. 
or that your actions are good or bad, but it's more like uh, some actions uh, add more love to the world. And that's, that's what it's all about. Do you think our, do you think our lives are a test of choices? Uh, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> yes. Our lives are um, a test of choices. You know, one of the things that I understand from NDEs is that actually nothing matters. <laughs> it sounds very strange, but it's like no one judges you. Uh, there is there is no one test well not testing you. I think it's it's whatever you choose to do doesn't really matter. There there are uh, there's um, no one judges you uh, in in uh, after your life review, for instance. And to give you an example, which I thought was very nice, is there it, there was this young boy who uh, was in a scouting uh, environment she, uh, he had to swim uh, somewhere in the lake and he something happened and he drowned um, and during his life review uh, he saw all the things he had done it's, and remember he's 14 years old so what nasty things can you do not very much i would think um, and then he, he um, he saw his life review in the presence of this this light being, which he called an angel. So he saw this uh, in the presence of this angel, and then he says, I hope they don't judge me too severely uh, about all the things that I did. And then this angel says to him, well, you're going to be judged by the most powerful judge there is. And then, of course, he looks a little bit weary, and then he says, um, when will that happen? And then this angel says, well, that has happened already. The judge is you. And so meaning that there is no one judging you. So uh, they are neutral to whatever you did. And remember, it's, it's unconditional love that there is. So it means whatever you do, whatever your choices were, no problem. And the, the example that I gave with this woman from the south of the Netherlands uh, just after the war, she was the one who said, who thought by herself, feeling what her friend felt, well, I could have done something different. That would have made me happier at this moment looking at my life review. So that's the thing, but it's still it's a good thing, a good thought that you have there. It's, it might be a test of uh, options or choices. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the word test may be a little bit too strong, but even from what you're saying, we have options, we have choices, and we can make better choices. Yes. Yes. All right, so in your latest book that you're working on, you have interviewed over 100 people. In your opinion, what is the way people leave their body? Through their heart or through their head or something else? You know, most people leave their bodies so quickly that they don't even know where they, they leave it from. Uh, one, one person said it, it's like a, a toast 
popping out of a toaster. It, it goes so quick that you, I thought that was a very funny way of putting it. But you hear all stories it, through the, the head I hear most, but um, it's not really clear where they, they leave their body from. But the, the, once they left their body, most of the time people are very confused uh, because sometimes they don't even recognize their own body. And the reason for that is that uh, you always look at your, your images uh, in, in 2D, so it's flat. It's either in the mirror or on a picture. But once you're out of your body, you can see yourself in 3D. And that's apparently such a different view that some people don't recognize themselves. That's interesting. I never thought about that. I like the way you put there, that. There's this story about uh, a, a woman who left her body and she turned around. Uh, she was in a hospital and she turned around and saw this uh, woman lying on the bed and wearing the same kind of nightgown. And she thought, oh, wow, she had the same nightgown. <laughs> and then just a, a moment later, she thinks, oh, that's me. And then it starts when people really get scared uh, or not scared, but like, like uh, surprised that they, they are still thinking and, and have consciousness. So it's not, it's not in the body. It's outside of the body. I'm pretty sure you've already seen this, but most NDE people will say that once they're out of their body, there is no time. Yes. Do you believe that all time is already played out and it's all there happening at the same time? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, time is something that uh, NDEs struggle with. Uh, they don't know how to put it. Um some people one one person said it's it, my experience was not in the time it was uh, between the time and, and others said uh, all time is there at once so it's it all happens at once and uh, another person said like um, history or future uh, well no she said or he said it, it is uh, everything is in the now um over there so not here but in in that other uh, place everything is in the now also future and history now i don't know how to to understand that but i just it gives me the impression that something is is strange going on with time it's not it's not linear time that we know here at least that we can we can say it's it's totally different some of my nde guests We'll talk about that you have the option of not coming back here, but going somewhere else after this life. And some of them say they're not coming back. What is your opinion on that? Uh, well, all the NDEs that we spoke to or that have written or documented their, their story have come back. That's, we can say that. So, uh, but what I see from NDEers is that they sometimes or very often they don't want to go back. Sometimes they want to go back. There are stories of people that really want to go back because they want to, to look after their children or there's another reason they want to go back. But many don't want to go back. And then they are gently persuaded into going back. Or uh, in, uh, in some cases they have uh, shown uh, the NDE why they were on, on earth there is a reason for being on earth for every single one of us 
uh, and the reason was already determined before we came here on Earth. So in those cases, people just had to be reminded of uh, the reason why they had to be on Earth. And then once they see that, uh, they also understand that why they uh, chose to be on Earth, and then they go back again. So um, there's a lot of these stories, but there are sometimes there are stories that people uh, are just told, well, you have to go back. And, uh, and then that happens. There's, there's no question about it. And if the voice speaks, then you do what it says. Some of my guests have actually went to other planets during their NDE and or have encountered other non-human entities out there. Some people yeah. call them angels. Some people say they've seen extraterrestrials or aliens. What is yeah. your opinion on that? I heard those stories too. Uh, and uh, if you really look at how big our universe is, uh, with so many um, uh, solar systems and whatever you have, uh, why would we be the only ones here in, in this whole universe? Um, there are zillions of galaxies, uh, even in our own galaxy, the, the solar, uh, the um, uh, there, there might be a lot of life. They, they have found planets that look like Earth and could carry life. Why not in all those other galaxies? Uh, so I, I think when you look at it from a, a scientific point of view, there's a good case for more than one uh, place in in universe where there could be life. So if if and the ears say they have seen it, I believe them. Um, it could, yeah. So those are extraterrestrials by definition, um, and yeah. So, so that, that's the case. That, that's what it is. Even though you haven't had an NDE, have you had something similar to it through meditation or anything else like that? Um, whilst uh, some an NDE told me once that she thinks that I have had a child NDE that I must have forgotten. Um, and when I go back in, in my childhood, there are a few moments, there's one moment in, in my life uh, that, well, something happened. I was roaming through kitchens in the, in the uh, through cupboards in the kitchen trying to find something nice to eat and I found cinnamon and I put that in my mouth and it went all through my lungs. And I, I remember that I, I, I couldn't breathe for some time and I, I think I must have passed out. So that must have been, if she, she's, uh, um, if she, if she has, uh, if she's right, then uh, that must have been the moment. She said that she could see of people when they have had an NDE. So, uh, I don't know. So did you know you... that NDEers, when they come together, they, they would really feel uh, more about each other. I mean, they, they sense that someone has an NDE. So in this case, it could really be that she uh, felt it for me. A lot of my guests will say that they have other changes with them after their NDEs, and they're kind of like cognitive changes, but different. And I feel like they're all, or mostly psychic changes. Like they'll become empathic or yes. clairsentient or clairvoyant. 
What have you found about that? Oh, there are, are a lot of after effects that people go through. Um, they change thoroughly, uh, and the NDE does, and NDE does. And what you say is, is true. There's uh, a lot of people that uh, start being uh, more psychic. Um, they're clairvoyant. Uh, some people get healing powers. Uh, th there is a very interesting story about uh, Elizabeth Crone, who uh, was able to, uh, and she wrote a book about that, uh, to be, she was able to see in the future, but those were things that she couldn't, yeah, why would she want to see things in the future? But it just happened. Uh, like she saw the, the plane uh, uh, being ditched in the Hudson uh, River uh, and a lot of those kind of things. And she uh, registered those uh, by sending herself emails um, with where there's a timestamp, you know, if how to how to prove that you can see things in the future, that is by sending yourself an email with what you have seen. There's a timestamp there, and if it happens, then you can say, "Well, that was before it happened." So th those are some of the after effects, but there are also after effects like uh, people being able to interfere without wanting to do that uh, with electricity. Uh, things like that happen. Um, but um, yeah, being able to heal or heal yourself. Um, yeah. I think that's a great idea to send yourself an email to timestamp it so you have a record of yes. you know, yeah. what if something's going to happen in the future. Yeah. And other things is like people, if we spoke about religions. Um, people get less re uh, religious, but more spiritual, for instance. That's, that's what happens uh, to most of the uh, end years. Um, and they, you know, they, they have a, a higher tolerance for people. They like to be more with people. They, um, they are less interested in power and money, uh, or more interested in being with people, with nature, uh, with animals. Um, and another thing is that they, they have difficulties with, with light, if it, the bright earthly light. Uh, you know, if, if the sun shines or if you're in a, in a, in a room with too much light, then that could easily uh, be uh, not very nice for an end year or sounds uh, when sounds are too harsh or being in crowds too many people would also not be very nice and they they uh, they need uh, less medicine i think that something like that uh, should be researched a bit better uh, but i think uh, there are indications that people with an mde could easily use less medicine than than other than uh, people without an NDE. So those are a few of the after effects that uh, um, that I, I found or that are, are out there. One of the most common questions I get is how have I personally changed after interviewing all these people? Well, I'm going to turn that question to you. How <laughs> have you changed over the years after doing all this research on NDEs? Um, 
Well, I said before that I, I used to be Roman Catholic um, and that, that changed. That's one of the things. Um, I think um, I became also more like I just mentioned with NDEers. So more interested in people, uh, less interested in money and things like that. And, you know, I, I think that um, when NDEs would become more known to the broad uh, public, then things in the world would change. And I would like to, to briefly um, say a little bit more about that because the public at this moment uh, thinks about NDEs while well, they sometimes they know about it, but they don't know if it's true. Now, there is no scientific proof at this moment that NDEs are real. There is, however, uh, indirect or circumstantial evidence that these uh, experiences are real. And this evidence comes from veridical observations. Um, and veridical observations, I have to explain a little bit more. It's where people start their NDE by exiting or leaving their body. They walk around or they, they roam around where their body is and they can see a lot of things that happen there. And once they come back, they could say, they could uh, tell what they have seen. And when that's uh, confirmed, then that gives an indication that your um, mind or your spirit can be detached from your body. It doesn't need your body to be there. So your consciousness can be there without your body and there are a lot of these stories and they are very important um, they're, they're increasing in number um, and if people really understand that uh, these stories give a circumstantial evidence that NDEs are really a first step outside of your body then they would, people would start being interested in what the messages are and the messages are, well, what we said just before, like um, love, unconditional love is the most important thing, and uh, unity, that we are all one. Uh, so it would perhaps change people's attitude towards, towards each other. They would start doing things differently towards nature, towards each, each other. And that's what my hope is, that, that these experiences will lead to a change in our our behavior and maybe um for for people i don't know if people really understand what the vertical observations are maybe i can i can give an example there sure. uh, there are a few examples that i mentioned in my book uh, one of them is by the way the example of the woman that i spoke to in 1989 where she already saw the financial crisis happening. I think that's a kind of a veridical observation as well, because she saw things before it already happened. But um, there is, for instance, this, uh, this story about the, an American woman who was uh, in a car accident on the highway. She, uh, the car, her car went into a, a truck and was damaged in such a way that she was unconscious. She had to be taken to the hospital somewhere uh, by helicopter. She didn't see the, the hospital. She was 
outside her body in and out during two weeks. Um, so during the operation, she was having her uh, near-death experience. Um, then at one moment, she uh, saw uh, her parents sitting in the cafeteria of the, uh, of the uh, hospital. And she saw that her two grandmas were there as well. Now, uh, at one moment, she saw her father. Uh, they were all nervous because of well, the, her situation, of course. And then her father said, I'm so nervous. I have to go outside. I need to smoke. So he went outside to smoke. But uh, his gra both grandmothers went outside with him as well to smoke. And you have to know that these two grandmothers didn't smoke, never smoked, would never smoke. She saw this, and then when she, when everything went okay, uh, and she was back in her body, and she was recuperating again, um, she told the story to her mother, and uh, she and the mother didn't believe her. And then until she told her that she saw the grandmas going out for smoke, which was odd, which was strange, and that's that that made the difference. And there are so many of these uh, stories where. And those were documented. They were th these people were interviewed after the fact, both the the mother and the grandmother. So it was made clear. It was documented that this really had happened. And there are so many of these stories which gives you the the circumstantial evidence, so to speak, that uh, NDEs are real. Now it doesn't prove that there is a heaven afterwards but it shows you that the first step uh, is real, that people can, the, the consciousness of people can be outside the body of a person. Do you believe that we are in a dual system and we have a consciousness and a body which are separate from each other? Or do you believe that the body is a manifestation of the consciousness? Okay, that's... Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I know that the consciousness or the spirit is part of an other world and it's uh, imprisoned in the body. That's what I believe. That's, that's what I hear and that's what I believe. Why do you use the word imprisoned? Yes. Interesting. That kind of gives a negative feel to it if it's imprisoned. That that's how people speak about it because they they if they have an NDE you must know that that experience is so nice so wonderful so they they see things uh, so they see this other realm this other dimension where everything is more free uh, where uh, there is uh, only love and things like that that when they go back again they say they had to be back into their prison or in this um, diver suit. It's a little bit too narrow. Uh, <laughs> there are also some stories of, of people who say, my expanse was so big, I was so big there, that I, I was amazed that they could squeeze me back into my, this tiny little piece of meat. <laughs> and then they, they one said, they really had to squeeze me in. And another one said, um, well, it's like putting an elephant in a Coca-Cola can. Uh, and they managed doing that. 
I guess I, I, I was curious about the word imprisoned because I get the feeling from talking to so many people that we choose to come here. Yeah, that's, I think that's the case. That's um, what I understand from uh, all the NDEs that come back again uh, and chose to come back again, uh, that they understand that we have had the choice of, uh, of, of coming here to earth uh, and then we have to do our time here. It's, it's sound, it sounds like still in the, <laughs> being in a prison, a but prison. They, it's on, on. It's voluntarily. I mean, for everyone, every single one here on Earth, we are here by our our own choice. And we, we need to do something. We agreed on doing it, and once we are here, we are. Uh, confined to time and place and all these other things that are. Uh, difficult to work with and um, then we get all these struggles we need to do all these educations we have to get our food we have to whatever and that makes things difficult but once you're back again things change again but it's voluntarily it's it's you are here to get experiences and that's one of the and the years that I spoke she was a, a little girl of eight when, when it happened to her. It's, um, it was not in a very nice way because she was uh, kidnapped by uh, two guys and one of them tried to drown her. Uh, but her father, uh, uh, fortunately, saw or knew that something was going on and rushed over and then he rescued her. Uh, she had this whole wonderful experience and then she had what she said, uh, I had these conversations with God and God gave me a recipe for life. And the recipe was love. There's four things. Love, be loved, just be, and experience life. Now, it's, you have to think about these things. Love and be loved are things that we already said is, are important. And love. You have to love someone else, but you also have to allow other people to love you. But just be, just be, and experience life. I think that's that's one of the things we need to do. It's just be here and experience life. It's it's uh, because it, once you're over there, it's only everything's nice. <laughs> you don't have any choices. There's no. There's no excitement. Uh, it's just it's just nice, <laughs> and that can, well, I don't know. It could be very boring after a while. But if if you're here, you have all these options, and we already spoke about the options. You have so many options, and that's that's where the excitement is. Like the, the little lady with the, with the lies that we spoke about. She she had the option to to work with her in a nice way or in a, in a, a not nice way or do it in a different way. Perhaps there are even more options. There are options to choose from. Every day that we are here in each of our lives, we have a lot of options. And it's, it's exciting to find the, the option that gives, that increases love in this world. That, that's, how, that's how I understand it and that's how I feel it as well. It's common for my NDE guests to tell me that when they first exit their body, they're in what people call the black void. Hmm. What is your opinion of what the black void is? 
the black void is something that I hear a lot of times. Uh, but as I said before, not one NDE is the same as another. Some people just go into the, the light. Uh, some people have a tunnel or a cave. Um, some people just are there without having all the skip all these things. Uh, skip also the, the, uh, the, the, the black or the dark area. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's it's sometimes it's part of an NDE. That's that's true, and it's an interesting story of a friend of mine. And she's she had an NDE. She was in this velvety, wonderful, loving uh, blackness, and she really enjoyed it. She floated around without seeing anything, and she felt wonderful. And then after a while, she she thought, well, I can do this for quite a while, but. Uh, I'd like to see something different. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, when she thought of this, things shifted and changed. And, it, and she says, uh, and then I quote, she says something like, it was like a, a big hand with a lot of brushes came along and painted this wonderful uh, environment with a green grass, with wonderful flowers, with uh, rolling hills and uh, pathways and uh, water uh, uh, streams and wonderful. It was, and that's that's a place where she wanted to be. That's that's what in her head or in her mind was something that was. Uh, uh, the nice thing in her life and that's what she got so what i get out of this is that we to a certain extent are able to to adapt or change uh, the, the the place that we want to be in and i also believe that um, an nde because there are so many different stories of ndes uh, the first phase of an NDE is, is starts with uh, things that are uh, in your mind, still in your mind, in your consciousness, because we just exit uh, our, well, what we think still is our ego. Um, so it will be culturally uh, colored. It will be colored by what you think is nice, or it will be randomly given to you from your mind it could also be things that are not so nice uh, because there are also um, some distressing uh, NDEs but they most many of the times they they change into nice uh, nicer NDEs so it is it's partly something that we create ourselves but the question is what happens when we stay there longer and what I think is that we all merge into this oneness. And that's also the oneness where all the, the, the newborn people come from. Have you had any communication with people who have had hellish NDEs? And if so, what is your opinion on those? Yes, there, there are uh, stories of people who have had um, distressing NDEs. I like to call them like that because... Um, and it's, it, you know, there are, most of the NDEs are uh, blissful, are nice, a lot of love, unconditional love, but there are also a number, and you can't ignore those uh, that are distressing. Um, and it is unclear why this is, but there's one thing that is sure, is that 
it doesn't uh, happen only to um, bad people. I mean, the words bad and good, I can't use. But what we think on earth as people that are bad uh, don't always get uh, bad NDEs. And there are cases of people that are just average people that get bad NDEs or distressing NDEs. So it can't, that can't be a, um, uh, a conclusion of why someone gets an, an, a, a distressing NDE. So there must be something else. And th that is what I think. And it's based on what um, Nancy Adams Bush is, is someone who uh, had a distressing NDE herself and who um, researched it very well. Uh, what she said and and i believe i think i believe what she says uh, and that's that's the first phase of our nde is still not really stable uh and in it can be parts of of uh yeah can be uh, archetypes that just pop up and sometimes there are uh, uh, bad or uh distressing archetypes that, that will pop up. So that would, would uh, explain why it happens also to people that we quote, quote, say are good people. And there are like, there are um, cases like uh, there's also Damien Brinkley. Uh, this is a guy that you might know. He's quite famous uh, in this area. He had, he was a, what he said, a kind of bad person because he was a bully in school and he uh, fought a lot of times. He was also in some kind of American uh, institution that went outside the United States to kill off uh, other uh, uh, people. I don't know what these people are. He doesn't really say so in his book. But he, what he says is in his life review, he saw all these things happening. And he, what he saw is the feelings of those other people but especially also the, the women and the children of the people that he killed off. Um, and he felt it from their point of view. So that was kind of uh, uh, difficult to go through. But he said, the rest of my NDE was wonderful. It was a wonderful NDE. Uh, so this is an example of someone who we might call bad, but had a nice NDE. And there are also people that are average people that get a distressing NDE. So yeah, that, that can't be the explanation. It must be something else. But um, one reason why I think uh, eventually we all go to this blissful environment, there are two. There's, there are people and the ears that say they got really the message that there is no purgatory and no hell. So don't be afraid. Uh, and another thing is that there are so many stories of people that say that there is unconditional love on the other side. So if that's the case, why would then be, why would it then be the case that some people go to this stressful, distressing area and stay there forever? That doesn't figure, that doesn't, that, that doesn't sound good because then it would not be unconditional. Do you see what I mean? It's, it needs to be unconditional 
if there are people that go to this distressful this place and stay there forever, then that's not unconditional. So that can't be the case. That's, that's how I see it. All right, Dr. Kappas, I'm running out of time. So you have these other two books. Can we find them on your website at bobkappas.com or are they on Amazon? They are. You can find them there on, on, this, uh, on the website, yes. When do you anticipate your newest book being published? Ooh, um, I have to work with an editor together, but it, it, it will hopefully be somewhere this year. So more at the, uh, at the, the second part of this year. We are all way, almost there. So <laughs> I think so in 2022, I hope. Do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, no. Your other website is called ndeunconditionallove.com. What kind of content are you providing there? Uh, the content there is um, this a kind of a declaration uh, about unconditional love. And it's um, uh, subscribed by a lot of NDEers. Uh, so there are uh, more than 100 NDEers that subscribe to that uh, declaration. Uh, and it's it's based on these things that I said. So like uh, uh, unconditional love and, and we are all one. Uh, and you will find more information there on uh, on uh, organizations uh, worldwide and a number of uh, videos uh, for information and after, literature. After watching this podcast, people may want to ask you questions. Are you available for that? And if so, yes. should they contact you on your website or where? Yes, that's the best thing to do. So if they have questions, then they can always reach me uh, through my websites. Uh, both websites have a place where they can uh, fill out their questions and uh, on this, uh, uh, this formula. Right. Do you have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? No, this 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 book with uh, more than one hundred uh, with uh, quotes of more than one hundred and the years. I think that's uh, that's the best way for people to get a an impression of what NDEs are. Because, as I said, not one NDE is the same as another. And if you see a lot of quotes, if you get your own, you make your own uh, picture of the whole thing. It's, that's why it's impressionist picture. All right. Before we finish up. Can you leave us with one last positive message? Without any exception, I believe that we all go to this wonderful area. But before we go there, we need to do things here. And the best thing to do here is to do things uh, in love uh, and together. And that's what I hope that people will will do and you know i'm i'm not a saint and i noticed that and the ears are no saints either so it's always a struggle but that's the interesting part and you always pass there's no no people no person uh, that will uh, will not pass the test i think everyone passes the test since it's unconditional love over there unconditional Dr. Kappas, thank you for that information, and thank you for being my guest today. I wish you massive success with your book. 
Thank you very much. And it was wonderful to be on your show. Thank you very much. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.